Hey, what's up, guys? Before we start the show, I just want to say real quick, I got a new ebook slash hard copy book out right now on Amazon available called 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. It's just uh, all the tips I've gotten this podcast pretty much, some new stuff as well. Put it all in one place for you. So check it out. It's on Amazon. 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. Available on Amazon. All right, let's start the show. of the Social Skills Lab. I'm your host, Nathan Ament. This is episode number 12. Last week, we talked about having a good attitude, and we talked a little bit about applying the skills. want to talk about attitude again real quick. One of the big things was I talked about was not complaining about stuff. And um, it happened again this week. I had a, another supervisor give me a call and ask me to go take this job that was a couple hours away. He said it was actually another technician is closer, but uh, he's like, man, I'm just sick of that guy complaining. He's like, Nate, you don't ever complain. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I I haven't even been at this job a long time, and that's the second time it's come up that I don't complain. It's a, it's, it's such a, it's a big thing for management. They, they can tell when someone doesn't complain. I think for the most part, because uh, they hear, it. <laughs> they just try to avoid the guys that complain. I think something else um, about attitude is um, try not to be petty. It's really easy to be petty about stuff, complain about little things. Like one of the things that comes up a lot is uh, when you're driving on the freeway, someone cuts you off on the freeway. It's so easy to get super pissed off about that. But um, it really only affects you. So the best thing to do is just to get over it right away. I just try to like imagine that the person that cut me off is driving like a maniac because he's trying to get to the hospital because his fiance was in a car accident. That way I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. And it's totally in my imagination, but you know, it could be true. I kind of just try to remember that everyone is doing the best that they can with what they were given. Like I was, you know, I was, wasn't, I was pretty poor growing up, but uh, I always had a house and I had a, a caring mother. So I just try to picture that other people that are like assholes or jerks or whatever, 
that they didn't have at even those things. So it makes it more difficult for me to judge them if I really try to keep that in, uh, in my mind. Another thing about uh, having a good attitude I wanted to mention is I've heard this before. I think it was from like, uh, who was it? Oh, it was from uh, Suze Orman. She's like a famous financial advisor. She said to donate money to a good cause. It's really good for your psychology to donate money to a good cause. It just makes you feel more powerful or something like that. It also helps you have a better attitude if you're a generous person and you know, trying to help people that cannot help you in return. That's just a really good thing to do. I know that um, something I would add to that is if you donate money, don't go around telling everyone, oh, hey, I donated 100 bucks to this and, you know, trying to get accolades for it. Just do it and do it anonymously. There's something to it when you donate anonymously. We also talked about applying the skills about actually going out there and trying the stuff that you're learning. It's really the only way you're going to get better. It's the only way you're going to actually understand why, especially a lot of the counterintuitive stuff. It's really the only way you're going to understand why it works, and uh, you'll be motivated to do it more. You'll remember it. You'll do it the next time. I'd say that uh, there's a expression that's good to remember in this, in this area. It's uh, perfect practice makes perfect. So it's not just practice makes perfect. It's perfect practice makes perfect. That means you want to bring everything you got, bring your whole self, give 100% when you're applying these skills. Don't just do it like half-assed. Don't just be like, all right, I'll try it out, and then go, and then it doesn't work, and you're like, see, I told you it didn't work. I mean, you want to bring it all. Um, if you really want to get good at this, put all your effort into, uh, when you're actually applying it, put all your effort into it. I mean, for one, you'll probably get better results. Uh, for two, kind of like the uh, expression that nothing matters and everything matters. So it's like um, the way you tie your shoes. I mean, are you actually tying it really well? Or are you just kind of like, just do it real quick? Because every th I've noticed that uh, people that kind of do s certain things crappy do everything crappy. I mean, anytime you do something, not just social skills, but put more effort into, into doing things really well. Um, it just translates all across your life. Every time, like if you brush your teeth, if you floss, make sure you floss, uh, do it very well. Don't just put like minimum effort into it. Everything, every minor thing you do will matter. Okay, so just uh, remember that. Okay, so this week, I want to talk about some interpersonal skills and then also start with some tips, just some little things I remember. And I noticed recently that I was getting a little anxious because of all the smoke and the fires and the pandemic. And I noticed that uh, I remembered that and I'm like, man, I'm really feeling like physically crappy. And every time... I was doing that, I, I was like, okay, why? Okay, my breathing is really shallow. I've noticed that anytime I feel anxious or nervous, the first thing that happens is I start breathing very rapidly and 
not very deep. So I'm like, okay, focus on your breathing. And I'll just focus on breathing in and out very slowly. I'll take my time, just chill out, and just like do that just in and out real slowly for usually about a minute. And next thing I know, I'm like, oh, okay, I feel okay. Like it starts with a thought. And then the thought makes you nervous and it fit, uh, manifests physically in, your, in the way you breathe. So you can undo it by focusing on your breathing, getting back to breathing normally or even uh, very calmly, and it'll chill you out and it'll make you physically feel better. So if you're feeling nervous at all, like even right now, if you're feeling a little anxious, just go ahead and pause it and try it out. Just uh, breathe in and out real slowly, usually about two and a half seconds, maybe three seconds for an in-breath. Hold it for like two seconds and then let it out for like two seconds, three seconds, back and forth. Okay, some uh, something I picked up along the way is how to be neutral in a conversation. Like we talked about people talking crap about each other or gossiping and stuff like that. You'll find yourself in those situations where someone is like talking bad about someone. For me, it usually happens at work. <laughs> someone is talking bad about someone else at work. Um, I've noticed that uh, there's a couple ways I'll handle that. I'll either just, uh, if I like the person, I'll sometimes speak up for them. I'll defend them or I'll just bring it up. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Like, I don't know. Every time I work with them, he seems pretty cool. I've never had any issues with them. I'll keep it kind of short, but uh, I'll make sure to say something about that. That way the person, I don't know, I'll just stick up for a person if I if I don't think that the, the complaint is justified. Uh, but another way I'll handle it sometimes is I'll just be very neutral. Like if someone is saying something, I'll just go like, hmm, or I'll be like, hmm, you know, just like, um, nod my head a little bit and just go, hmm. That way the person who's talking to me knows I'm listening to them. I'm acknowledging what they're saying, but I'm what I'm acknowledging with is a neutral, a neutral expression. So they feel like they're being heard, but they cannot pinpoint if you agree with them or not because you didn't actually say an acknowledgement of the statement. You're just going, hmm. And I use that a lot. I'll just do that when someone's talking to me sometimes. Not to deflect an answer, but just as an acknowledgement. Uh, something else, too, that I found is a good neutral response is saying, that's cool. Like I saw this. I used to say this anyways, but then I also saw it on the 70s show. Um, like the guy Hyde. There was like, I don't know, there was actually a, a scene where they were talking about it. Where Hyde would never acknowledge anything. He would just say, that's cool. <laughs> And it works pretty good. Uh, someone says something and you don't want to agree or disagree. Like sometimes someone's like, hey, we're going to go uh, camping next weekend. I'll just be like, oh, that's cool. Like not saying uh, if I want to go or not. <laughs> just because like I, I'm like, well, I need to think about it if I want to go or not. And then I'll let them know if I want to go or not. So saying that's cool or oh, that's or cool, cool, cool. You could just say that. It's a good way to be uh, neutral. Another tip is take a compliment. Sometimes someone will say something nice to you, and um, the best way to to respond is, oh, thank you. That's it. I've noticed a lot of times when I'll say something nice about someone, 
they'll deflect or they'll downplay it. I don't know. Sometimes it's it's good modesty, but most of the time it's just like, you know, just take the compliment. You don't have to like act like you <laughs> It just shows it it just kinda like it kind of just oozes low self esteem when you won't take a compliment. So just take a compliment. It's nice for the you know the person's going out of the way to give you a compliment. You should at least say thank you. Just you know you keep it short. You don't have to like make a whole speech or anything. Just say oh thanks, I appreciate it. Another thing too is like when I'm at work a lot. I used to work in the offices a lot, and I'd help someone, and they're like, or I'd go to a department, see someone I know, and they'd be like, oh here you want some. Uh, they'll have like a little bowl of candy, or they'll have like extra food or something like that. Uh, most of the time when they offer it to me, I'll just, I'll, I'll take it and I'll say, thank you. Uh, a lot of times I wouldn't eat it though. Like, I don't know, just like give it to someone else or something like that. I noticed that if someone offers you something as a gift, socially, a good response is just to accept the gift, even if you don't want it. It's a, I don't know. It's just something I learned that if, if you offer someone something and they decline it, even if it's very politely, you get a, a slight tinge of rejection. So don't don't respond with a rejection. Just accept the gift and then uh, give it to someone else. Give it to someone else if you don't want it or something like that. Another little tip is uh, the eyebrow flash. I got this out of the Body Language for Dummies book. It's uh, you just raise your eyebrows. Like if I'm saying hello to someone, lift my eyebrows real quick. It's called the eyebrow flash. And that's something to do with making your eyes look bigger. Like a baby has really big eyes. They think it has something to do with that. Uh, that I think that's a really good way to uh, it just be more expressive. Using an eyebrow flash. I noticed that uh, I do it a lot now after I read that. And uh, I think it works. I used to work with this salesperson. Her name was Tessie. And she had landed a very big account. It was like a multi-million dollar account. So I was helping her at the beginning with the installs at the hospitals. And, um, and I noticed that when she was talking to me occasionally, like let's picture I'm standing somewhere. She would be standing next to me and we're both facing outwards. I've heard that too, that sometimes it's good to stand next to a person as to, as opposed to facing them. Because then it's kind of like both of you are facing the problem together. I've heard that somewhere. Um, but she would be standing next to me. And with her right arm, she would reach up and just take a hold of my left elbow. Or like right above my elbow, she would just like take a hold. And it was kind of like a little kid would do sometimes if they're just trying to hold on to you. And I remember the first time she did it, I was like, holy cow. This is like very endearing. Uh, so she would like reach up, take my elbow, and then she would just start t- telling me something. I guess if she really wanted you to listen to what she was saying, she would do that. And I noticed that she did this with several people, like the customer, the uh, the guy handling the count, or other people. I'd see that she would do this. And I've never actually really seen it done before, but I I, I remember it worked really well. It like creates a bridge of communication. Um, you really pay attention when someone does it. So I've never actually done that specifically. I don't know if it, I don't know if it just works for women doing that to men, but um, I know that sometimes when I talk to a friend of mine, I'll put my arm up on his shoulder, 
my right arm up on his left shoulder or something like that, and I'll be talking to him. And uh, I know it just works really well. It's like bridging communication. So it's like a little tip for you. Another one is uh, I had this friend who, let's say I'd be talking to him at a, at a bar or something like that. Uh, if a friend came up and I would introduce him to another person, he would, you know, he had like pretty good body language and his chin was up a little bit. And when he would say what's up to this person, he would just raise it real quick, like a, like a nod. But just he would go up and back down with his chin still kind of up. So he'd be like, what's up? And uh, I noticed it, uh, it's, it worked pretty well. It's like uh, you instantly kind of respected him. He would do this when he would say, uh, introduce himself to people. So I kind of adopted that too. Uh, I would do that sometimes. It's kind of like, you know, some people, they'll like, when you meet them, they kind of like bow their head a little bit. He actually, this was like the exact opposite of a bow. He would like raise his chin up a little bit without like jetting it out too much. I thought it worked really well. Another thing about uh, when I meet someone uh, before the pandemic, when you would shake someone's hand, occasionally I would meet someone or someone would be introduced to me and I would uh, uh, shake their hand and, you know, Obviously, it's good to have a good handshake, nice and solid, firm grip, but not like super hard. And this usually would start out with like a weak handshake. Like they would just like give you like a, I don't know, just like a flimsy handshake. And then they wouldn't keep eye contact. Like I would notice it. If someone doesn't hold eye contact, like they'll like go to shake your hand and then they'll kind of like, I don't know, it just feels like dismissive. They're not going to like hold eye contact. So make sure you hold good eye contact when you shake someone's hand, because the feeling I get when someone does that to me is, Hmm, I I can't trust this guy. Maybe, maybe that's the, um, maybe that's not the best discernment of this individual's character, but I don't know. That's just the feeling I get. So make sure you hold eye contact with someone. It's good to smile too, but if you're not going to smile, at least hold good eye contact at the bare minimum. One last little tip. Um, I make sure to look up words all the time. So anytime I hear a word, I'll just go pick up my iPhone. I'll be like, hey, Siri, define blah, blah, blah. And uh, my phone, that was my phone. I found an answer. It's displayed on your iPhone. All right. Thanks, Siri. <laughs> but uh, so I'll just say that and then I'll look up the word and then bam, I expand my vocabulary. So it's good to expand your your vocabulary. It allows you to be more expressive. I think, I don't know, it actually is good for your emotions too because the more you're able to define something, the more you're able to express certain things. So I'd say just constantly look up words. I usually don't look up words that are like just so out there that only someone who has a PhD is going to understand it. I just try to Look at words that I, I occasionally hear, but I don't know what they mean. It's just a good thing to do. Okay, so let's talk uh, real quickly, too, about some interpersonal skills. I think it's uh, good to have those, too, some like customer service skills. I uh, When I was like 22 years old, I worked in a call center while I was going to school, and um, I got a lot of really good experience in customer service working at this call center. We've talked about a couple of these things before, but let's go over it again. So if, if I had a customer, 
first thing you do is listen if they have a complaint or an issue. You want to listen, make sure you uh, don't interrupt them. I've seen this happen just so many times where a coworker will be dealing with an angry customer. The customer starts telling them telling them what uh, what the problem is, and then the it's usually a technician because <laughs> technicians are good at technical technical skills, but they're not that great with uh, customer service skills. And they would interrupt them usually several times, and the customer would just get more mad. So. Make sure you just listen, 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 keep listening. Um, sometimes they'll be giving you a lot of information. Like if I'm in, per, uh, it's different if you're on the phone with a customer, but a lot of times I'd be in person uh, talking to a customer. And I always carried a clipboard with me uh, to write information down. So if they're giving me a lot of information, um, I would just start writing it down on the clipboard. But usually I would just stand there with my arms to the side I would not cross my arms. I'd hold a very good eye contact with the person so they know I'm really listening to what they're saying. And then I would give them feedback like, oh, yeah, okay, what else is going on, you know, uh, anything else you're having problems with or whatever. Just make sure you're giving them a lot of feedback. Make sure they know that you're giving them 100% of your of your attention. That's the main thing. Usually if they're complaining, they'll talk themselves out after about a minute or two doesn't really take a, that long to convey a lot of information. So it only usually takes like maybe one to three minutes for them to say everything they're going to say. Occasionally, you'll have someone that will talk probably for like 15 minutes if you let them. But I've noticed you can kind of tell those people because they'll start repeating the same information over and over again. And I really don't have time for that. So I, in those rare situations, I will cut them off. More like I'll guide the conversation into immediately addressing uh, their specific issues. I'll tell them what I'm going to do about each thing. I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm going to do this, this, or this, or I'm going to have to call someone. I'll have to talk to my manager, figure out what we're going to do, or, you know, just give them some feedback of what how you're going to start addressing their issue. They're usually pretty cool with that. A lot of times they'll be thanking me by the time I'm done even though I haven't actually done anything. So it's a good sign that it's working. Another good tip on that is uh, use reflective listening. So when they start telling me <laughs> right off the bat what's pissing them off so much, I'll pretty quickly say, hmm, that sounds, yeah, that sounds like that'd be very frustrating. And they'll say, yeah, it is very frustrating. And then they'll be like, oh, this guy actually was listening to me. <laughs> works really well i use that a lot uh, i'll reflect the i'll try to pinpoint the emotion that they are uh, experiencing because of the situation and i'll say that to them i'm like oh wow that sounds like that'd be super annoying to have to deal with that it seems to work really well so reflect content reflect emotion and then give them your plan of action and uh if they're still pretty pissed off I'll I'll usually just like call my supervisor or my manager afterwards and be like, hey, just giving you a heads up. I had this customer that was really pissed off. I told him, uh, he told me this, I told him that, and uh, yeah, he was pretty mad about this or that. Just give your, usually, at least in the places where I've worked, it's good to give your um, management a heads up just in case they get a call about it. They'll know all, all about it. it. makes you look good too. Since I worked in a call center, 
I got a pretty good idea of what all all call centers are like. So anytime that I'm trying to resolve an issue, I'll uh, you know I'll talk to the customer service person, and I could kind of get a feel pretty quickly if they're going to be able to help me or not. And if they're not, um, I'll just ask for a supervisor. And they're usually pretty good about making that happen pretty quickly. And the reason why I do that is because it's usually the supervisor who has more access codes, more passcodes to get into deeper into your account. And they're actually able to refund money. So I'll just, uh, I don't like wasting my time on the phone. So I'll just uh, ask for a supervisor pretty quick. There's been times where even the supervisor can't help me and I'll ask for their supervisor. Like I went to Ikea to get a lamp. And then when I got the lamp home, it was like very dim. It wasn't very bright. And so I went back to Ikea to return it. And they're like, oh, sorry, we don't take any lighting back. It was just like some weird policy about no lights can come back. You will not get your money back. And so I made the, (laughs) so I asked for a supervisor. When I was talking to a supervisor, I said, look, um, I like the lamp. And on the showroom, it looked like it was a good lamp. But when I got it home, it's like a terrible lamp. It's like super dim. It's completely useless. And there's no way to tell that on the show floor because it's around 10 other lamps. So it looks like it's nice and bright. And um, after talking to him for a minute, he gave me my money back. So I'd say I got about a 50% success rate of getting my money back <laughs> in, d- in different situations. But sometimes, uh, almost all the time, you're going to have to talk to a supervisor. And um, so that's just a good tip. I use that a lot. I talk to supervisors quite a bit. But I always try to be nice to the person, um, the first person. I'm just, uh, I don't really get mad at them. They're just doing their job for the most part. Sometimes if they're really bad, like if they keep cutting me off, that makes me a a little annoyed. But for the most part, it's not too bad. So I think that's going to be it for this week. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about storytelling. And we'll talk a little bit about status. So I hope you guys have an awesome week. Get out there and uh, have some fun and don't take yourself too seriously. Take care. Thanks for listening, and remember, my new book is available on Amazon, 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. So check it out. I think you'll like it, Uh, 101 Ways to Make Great Friends, and remember to give it a review. I'd appreciate it. Thanks a lot.